Let's get this party started. Hello, Gary. Hello. Hello. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> and uh, I've, got, oh, go I've got a special treat coming for you. I, I beg you, you make it sound like you hired a hitman, but... <laughs> that sounded like a threat. I know, yeah. <laughs> this is a special treat coming but for I've you. I've got a fucking treat for you, son. <laughs> uh, no, I, I can't wait to do this next episode, like... <laughs> Oh, I've got what I'm doing now, and uh, oh mate, it's gonna be it's gonna be genius, I'm telling you. Is this is of this your? A... By the way, are you talking about for I'm the listeners? About, uh, yeah, the Master of Movies podcast that uh, has gone down a storm in social circles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I mean, it was. I, I wondered how many episodes you could go before you interviewed Nicolas Cage, and the number was two, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it was nice of him, though, wasn't it? But <laughs> I've had to strip it right back for the next one. I didn't want to be all flashed, you know what I mean? Mm. So it's back, <laughs> back to basics, but with a very I, special friend. I didn't want to be all flash, you know, with <laughs> just botched audio recordings of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh. anyway, right. So I'll have to introduce you to a special friend on the next episode. Okay, right. That's as ominous as I'll leave it. That's very ominous. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> well, enough of that, because we're going on out. We're actually meant to be talking about, and what the listeners will, should have clicked on is the Christmas Chronicles. Yeah. Um, I mean, this was a straight-to-Netflix film. Came out literally just a week ago, and it literally... I mean, the title just says... Kurt Russell, The Christmas Chronicles. Uh, does um, it have his name in it? The title? If, 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 on all the posters, it's like, you know, how oh, right, right. some directors... Like, yeah. You know right. how some directors so put it is them, the Christmas Chronicles, but obviously it's got his name in big letters. I mean, I first saw it... Um, I'm sure I remember seeing, like, a little... It was like a snippet trailer, like, maybe, like, a month or so ago. And I was like, what the fucking hell is this? Because I, I, obviously, Kurt Russell is boss. Um, so I was pretty much intrigued just by the sheer fact he was playing Santa. And the only thing is, that at first, I thought, oh, I wonder whether it's like an adult movie, you know, where like, you know, Santa goes bad or something like that. Mm. But obviously, like, from this snippet trailer, it was quite like, it was played on the fact that it was maybe for like, kids and i was like oh i don't know now like maybe it's just going to be dead cheesy a little bit like i don't know i thought it might fall flat but fucking hell it was just boss wasn't it <laughs> well it's just so that's... delightful to watch <laughs> it was, it was christmas a... treat that is that is probably the best word for it delightful yeah. it was just 
I just it, it, smiled. I had a big Cheshire grin on my face, like, all the way through it. It was like, um, you know, I mean, obviously, the kids were a bit cheesy, like. Uh, I can't remember. What were they called? Was it? Oh, uh, now, that's a good point. I actually have in front of me the real names. They are... was the, the guy. Yeah, Judah uh, Lewis. Cat, wasn't it? So was it Cat was the girl? Yeah. They kept calling it... The teddy bear and kitty cat, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dolly so, Camp played the girl. The girl was like really, I don't know, like obviously I know it's like kid actors and that, but she came off a little bit um, cheesy for me. She came off like Disney, like Disney, yeah. Disney Channel. Christmas Disney though, like you know, like sometimes when you know you think of Stranger Things, and even though the kid actors they just own it, don't they? It's like it feels so natural. That one didn't feel as natural to me. It felt a little bit more like, oh. But I actually thought Teddy was really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's let's just go into that, shall we? So, so uh, immediately the the immediate response from from both of us is we did like it. But yeah, okay. Let's so let's go into the the characters. I mean, and the acting as well. So I know what you're saying about the girl and everything, but when you have a look at the cast. It literally, there was a reason why Kurt Russell's name was above it, as he was the only actor that was a really. big name, other than the I little surprise Goldie Horn at the end. Yeah, I did recognise people in it, but I can't say where from. I thought I recognised the cops, me, from something. Uh, Lamar Morris. Morris and Martin Roach. Um, I'm not really sure what I would recognise them from. Uh, Oliver Hudson, who is the dad who died, he is the kind of camp younger man who lives uh, with his fiance in uh, Rules of Attraction. Not Rules of Attraction, Rules of Engagement. Nah, I, I, I'm not too familiar with that, you see. So I didn't really recognise him. But I know what you mean. It's like, it was Kurt Russell and Ensemble, really. He was the big guy in it. And to be fair, he pulled it off like... Yeah, yeah. It was so good. Like, honestly, it's like one of my favourite portrayals of Santa Claus that I've ever seen. And it wasn't the fact that, like, he was, like, some badass. Like, so at one point I thought, like, obviously with the lead up to it, I thought, oh, I wonder whether he's just, like, a badass Santa. Do you get what I mean? Mm. But he didn't, he wasn't, like, badass. He was just cool as fuck. <laughs> you know, like, that bit in the uh, jail, that was just so good. Like, I, obviously, I like me blues anyway. And he did, like, the whole song. Like, oh, mate, it was just so good. I want to buy that on CD. Well, you can. You can. Uh, it's definitely on Spotify. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty certain I've seen it. But it, it's more the fact that, like, yeah, all the act, or he has to uh, really act around all these other actors who aren't that well known. And maybe it's because of that you would think he would just steal the show anyway. Or he could have even done a Bruce Willis and phoned it in. He totally just went for it, yeah. and it was so damn good. Like, mm. it, it, like it, I don't know what it was. You're right. He just came off as cool, but like you said, wasn't the badass. When he goes in the bar, I thought this is where he's going to be a badass in this bar, but he comes off as just, he's just naive. He thinks, he's, like, he's why would anyone help Santa? Santa, isn't he? Yeah. Extent, he's like, hey, uh, so I remember when you were a little boy, and it's like... <laughs> You know, I loved all of that as well, that tie-in to, like, the naughty and nice list and stuff and the fact that it, it just felt so natural. 
as as stupid as that sounds, that Santa would still know everyone's fucking wish list. Yeah. <laughs> off the cuff. And obviously they've grown up, so they're like, what? And he's like, I remember when you wanted Action Man when you were eight, here's Action Man to like bribe them and stuff. Yeah, no, he's like, I'll have I need your Porsche. And he's like, I'm not giving you my Porsche. You know, Didn't you always want this baseball card? And the guy was like, Oh, you can just have my Porsche. <laughs> yeah, the wife going. You can't give them your Porsche a baseball card. It was I mean, like, obviously, like, the humour in it, because it was essentially a kid's film, a lot of the time, like, the humour could feel, like, quite behind. It could be quite silly or... But I actually thought the humour was good for, like, adults and kids. It's, like, it was a proper, like, really good, like, well-written, very humorous film. Do you know, it reminded me of about five different... And this is, like, a compliment to it. Yeah. It reminded me of about five different Disney Christmas films. And I felt yeah. it had the humour of the Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. It had the um, with oh, oh, Tim Allen. Um, it had a bit of the humour from um, Home Alone. Yeah, it definitely well. had shades of Home Alone. At one point when they were doing like that whole uh, camera setup to like initially catch him and obviously they're mm. setting like traps and stuff i thought bloody hell i was like this has got to be some sort of like ode to home alone here mm. this, it, it was but it was all done in good taste like and what was the weirdest thing is netflix haven't been great for films which is a weird you know for the, a while actually i, I was I, you know netflix went through a stage with like tv programs and and films where they hardly miss the mark. And I think there's been a bit of a lull lately. Like, mm. do you think of, like, series is? I- I'm struggling, really, with, like, proper, like, gripping series is. I mean, the Sinners uh, Season 2 came out not so long ago, and that was good. But you're thinking, like, it used to sudden, you know, you used to feel like every month there was, like, one of these series is or one of these films that was coming from Netflix, and you were going, oh, my God, that's a- that's ace. Well, well, I mean, I'm, I've been binge a bit of a watching. Lately. I've been binge watching uh, Daredevil all day, to be honest. I've been, yeah. But at, why? At the same time, you've got to ask yourself, why the hell am I this far behind? Mm. You know, it's been out for like yeah. a few months, and it ha- it is because at the same time, there, some steam has been lost somewhere because there's so much now out there. However, mm. I think this is really good for them, and yeah, it just. I mean, I'm not even a big Christmas film fan. I'm like obviously your classics, your Home Alones and your Diehards and stuff like that. But you're talking like <laughs> oh, oh, hold on, just just for the record, just for the listeners out there, um, I do believe Die Hard is a Christmas film. Gaz has just clearly put forth that he thinks it's a Christmas film, but I do respect there are people out there who just who winced and their skin crawled and it is not a Christmas film. Blah, blah, blah. It is, but can... yeah, but they, they, this is the same. Idiots that think Land Before Time isn't a Christmas film. <laughs> you are on that boat alone. <laughs> what a fucking good boat. <laughs> Set sail. Um, Land Before Time, ahoy. Well, boat, kind of on the thing of like boats, but vehicles, as it were, the worst segue. That's like a classic Chris segue. It's almost like he's in the fucking room. Um, <laughs> but. The whole Santa sleigh and the graphics and the reindeer, they held up pretty well as well, yeah. I think. Actually, you know, we we were talking about vehicles, weren't we, not so long back. That was like yeah, a yeah. podcast we never got round to, but maybe we should do. But, like, actually, the vehicles in this one were boss. Like, if you think about the car they were in, and then, oh. as, as you say, Santa's sleigh. Yeah, Santa's sleigh. Was, do you know, hasn't the Santa's sleigh as cool as that since 
That is the Batman Forever Batmobile of Santa Slays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want? Do you secretly want a Val Kilmer? Santa oh my now? God! If there's going to be a Christmas Chronicles too, I want <laughs> Val Kilmer. I want Christmas Chronicles Forever. <laughs> Santa Slay with the co Batmobile slash Santa Slay. I mean, can we just talk? I mean, I, I, I'm. I feel like we're not, we're not overly gushing on this film, but I, this... I feel like I have gushed about this film, and rightly so. Like I don't get me wrong, I'm not under the impression I'm going to be like saying this is the best film of the year or anything. But mm. for just what is effectively just like a bit of a throwaway Netflix film, this was boss. I've enjoyed this film more than a lot of those big blockbusters and some of the films that you think, oh well, you know, I should have. I'll use as an example, right? We mm-hmm. really enjoyed Jurassic Park World or whatever the hell it was called, the sequel The Fallen Kingdom. Right. Yeah, I've, by the way, just again I didn't I, love it as much as this film. How stupid is that? It's a Jurassic Park film. I, I know, but I think we've got when we look back, I feel like I, I watched that Jurassic Park film but then when I put it in the whole ethos of all the Jurassic Park films I almost feel bad for liking it. I shouldn't but I, I, I kind of, I liked it but now, when I look at it now, I'm kind of thinking it wasn't good. It's one of it's actually one of the films that's might be in my guilty pleasures category. Mm-hmm. But this, this is genuinely good. It's, I, it's, honestly, en- it's endearing. Yeah, um, th- as well, right? How long has it been since we had you know a good proper clip Christmas film? Mm. It's been ages, I think. Like obviously, the last one I can think of that is bona fide. It gets mentioned every time there's a Christmas films list is Elf. Yes, Elf. And you, or, when was Elf come out? Oh, I'll Google that now. That's got to be ten years at, at the very least. Elf, or for me, um, two thousand and three. It's fucking fifteen years of shite. Great, <laughs> but um, um, although there's a new one come out, I'm not happy about that. Um, the Grinch. The old, the, the one yeah, with Jim but, Carrey. You know, I'm, I'm talking like Christmas classic. This is a Christmas classic for me. This should be up there with your Santa Clauses, Actually, with your Home Alones. The Grinch with Jim Carrey came out in 2000. Well, there you go. Jesus, I remember going to cinema to that. Yeah, the, I'm, this is in that that list for me. I will watch. I would gladly get to every next year. year and watch this film again. I loved it. And, like, you know, I think we are starved a little bit of, like, you know, you think of even, like, when we used to get, like, Christmas songs. You know, it's always, if if there's a Christmas songs list that we're listening to, it's of Mm -hmm. songs from, say, 15, 20 years ago. The the last one of them I can remember, really, is The Darkness. Darkness, I knew you were going to say that. So, like, you know, you're talking, why has it suddenly gone away? You know, all the ones that have come, like, more recently, they seem to have got this really cheesy aspect to it. It's all very X Factor, isn't it? Do you get what I mean? <laughs> like, and and you're thinking, well, why, why? I don't understand. But this this has been nailed for me. And do you know what I noticed in who was like one of the producers for this? Go on, Christopher Columbus, the great English explorer. Uh, well, is it Chris Columbus or is it Christopher? Do you know who that is? Yeah, I'm I'm paying more attention to actors and maybe directors. Right. Well, let me just tell you, let me just check. I'm getting this right, right? I can hear some. Oh. Is it's Chris is it... Columbus? Sorry, he is the uh, the fucking 
explorer, any Christopher. But Chris Columbus. Do you know, uh, know who he's in charge of, mate? Or what he, his, his big films were? Go on. Home Alone. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire. Go- <laughs> do you get what I mean? Do you yeah. see where I'm coming from here? And he was a producer on it. Now, he didn't direct it or anything. But I think there's been something in there somewhere where he's tapped into that old style Christmas film. He also and he's wrote, managed to transcend it into his director. He also wrote Gremlins, which some people exactly. consider a Christmas film. Yeah. So, um, you know, you're looking at that. I mean, it was actually directed by Clay Catus, so let's give him some credit, because it is, it has the right feel all the way through it. Yeah. So right amount of Hoover. Uh, Hoover? What am I on about? Hoover. <laughs> right. <laughs> And do you know what he also directed? <laughs> Which just, is why I now kind of feel like he's been slumming it a little bit. I've just seen, but go on. The Angry Birds movie. Oh, mate. I, oh, what? The one, the, 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 this, this director of this film? Yeah. Well, to be fair, everyone's got a, a, a bad pass. Chris Columbus uh, also had, uh, what is he? He directed, Chris Columbus directed Pixels. Ah, uh, well, there you go. There you go. So, <laughs> everyone's well, got a bit of a shady you know, past. Just obviously tying that into the Angry Birds movie we just discussed, right? And I was about to say, it must be hard, though, because obviously, like, you know, you're directing, like, CGI characters, aren't you? You're relying on the CGI a little bit. Do you know what yeah, I loved I'm... about Christmas Chronicles? Go on. The fucking elves! Yeah! Now, that How was really interesting. I was really scared. I saw a poster... I saw those elves and I was out. I went, no, no, I'm sick of everyone minioning it up, putting those little minions or their version in it. Cannot be bothered. They don't even look like elves. They've got tails. They look more like cats. I'm not interested. And then they came on the screen, started speaking Nordic, and yeah. and they were actually quite honest and they not catfish. <laughs> they were delightful. I want the whole set. <laughs> Oh, Gaz is going to go collecting. <laughs> no, they, but like, obviously it wasn't like, oh, here's an elf, here's an elf you've seen before. They were quite different. Yes, they were. They were, they were in their unique elfness. And as you say, because they had the language going on, it felt much more authentic than just them speaking in, say, like an American accent. Mm. And I thought it was brilliant. And as I say, like, I thought that was one of the best bits of the film. Like, you know, you think, oh, fucking hell, here we go. We're going to the cheesy elves bit. But it was brilliant. I loved it. And they, uh, they weren't on screen for too long as well. They didn't hog yeah. the camera. It was just the right amount of elf. Yeah. They didn't get too elfish. Yeah, exactly. It was superb. 10 out um, of 10 would visit again. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there were, there were, there's some little things which are kind of like, they bother me, but this is yeah. like kind of... Like, for instance, we think his name's Teddy, don't we, Ted? I'm the, sure it was Teddy. Ted, um, th- who has this history, oh, this random history of uh, just stealing cars, and it's kind of like, yeah. oh. He, <laughs> I mean, that doesn't... was crowbarred in a little bit, it felt like. I mean, certainly the only qualms I really had with it were the 
the the kid actors and i know that's really harsh like to be fair because obviously you know they're not going to be like robert de niro are they but like obviously they were the they were the worst part of the film but i thought they just about got away with it to make it enjoyable oh i i would love it if you were you could actually meet the entire cast of this film and just be like talking about them and go now to you two i mean you you really were the worst part of this film (laughs) Not to take it away from you. I know you're just child <laughs> actors, but... Well, yeah, they, no, but they, they like, were a little bit... Other, like, the cops, I really liked the cops. I thought that was a really good bit of it. Like, you know, the fact that one of them seen it, one of them didn't. Is it Macaulay, went, obviously, but, the reindeers came into it. But is Macaulay Culkin a good child actor, really? Yeah. It, is he, though? But, is he? Yeah. He, all he does is he just says something, like... He just says a line and looks at the camera and kind of like shrugs or hey, gives a little face. Macaulay gets a pass. Macaulay gets a pass. No doubts there. He says stuff like he'll, he'll, he says the same says it in the same pattern of tone. So he'll go he'll go to paraphrase slightly, but he'll go, "Listen, miss, I could do that, or I could do the da 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 da." And it, it that's how we deliver like, every saying. freaking line. I wasn't line. Weber, right? Because obviously we watched Home Alone when we were like kids, basically. Yeah. Whether Macaulay Culkin gets a pass because we were kids when he was kid. That's what I mean. So I think these so kids the will kids get a pass. This film will watch it the same way. Yeah. So all right, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give him a pass, and you know. <laughs> um. The little Goldie Horn bit at the end. That was oh yeah, because she was like Mrs. Claus, wasn't she? Yeah, which oh, yeah. you know that she is married to Kurt Russell in real life. Yeah, that was a nice little touch. Yeah, it was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah. Nice little... Oh, look at that. And um, do you know, do you know the, the guys who played the guitars? Who were they? Um, it's that guy. Do you, you recognise the little short guy? Guy who got like one of the guitars, definitely. He remark he was he's either in a film or he's in a band or something. Right, I've got him here. His name is Steven Van Zant. Oh he... Yeah, okay. So he's the guy oh man, he was in he's been in all sorts, but wasn't he like oh hang on, let me just figure this I out. I know he, well he's already he's in he Bruce was in the Sopranos, wasn't he? I don't know. He's in Bruce Springsteen's band. And the, yeah, that's it then, yeah. So yeah, he. Oh my god! Well, boss then, even more boss. <laughs> I knew it was boss this film. Yeah, the, well... the only way it could have been more boss is having the boss in it. <laughs> Springsteen just popping yeah. in. Um, Comes in for a duet at the end. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really have any. I didn't really have any problems with this film. I just can't. I can't I, really... You know me, like I usually my normal pet peeve is the CGI, and I loved it. I thought the yeah. elf was boss, and I thought the reindeers were boss. I think it was really just really good storytelling. I just uh, the, the tension was real. I mm. kind of almost didn't know where it was gonna go next because yeah. it was just playing with such daft and and magical things that I couldn't really predict it. I mean, the the whole little right, the whole thing where Ted meets those criminals and they kidnap him and they go to burn the sack mm-hmm. and that entire thing when you think about it that didn't need to be in the film right yeah but but it was 
it worked and was dead funny yeah. and dead entertaining. It was a really good, a nice part yeah. of the act. No, I, I really liked it. Like, I think the, the key to a good Christmas film, really, especially, like, one you watch when you're an adult, is if it takes you back to being, like, a little kid about Christmas. And it proper did. Yeah, I think I, 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 think I put it on as a... I, I felt peer pressured. Everyone at work had said, you need to watch this. I was like, I don't really want to. And I think after about halfway through, me and Eve, we were... We wanted to go see the Christmas lights get turned on, and I just thrown it on anyway. And we realised, oh shit, we're gonna miss the Christmas lights. So I actively was like, right, well we can pause it. We'll go when we come back. We can carry. I wanted to see the end of it. I was really enjoying it. Yeah. And by the end, obviously, we went to see the Christmas lights get put on, which was as anticlimactic as you can <laughs> you can think of as it is in this little ta- village of Bursco. Uh, but they came on, came back really in the mood to watch the rest of this film. And yeah, my my like the Grinch, my heart grew three sizes that day. I, I would rather watch this film than see the Bursco Christmas lights switch on. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Well, you never know. That could be on Netflix. Because there's <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, Christmas lights switch on. You can watch a woodburn, can't you? <laughs> so, I mean, are we... I mean, I don't really think there's too much more to talk about. Uh, Child actors were, nah. Kurt Russell was amazing. Story yeah. was endearing. Whole film, delightful. Yeah. Where, I mean, where, where would you rate that, Gary? I, I'm giving it an eight. Like, a solid eight, though. Like, wow. I don't think it's, it's quite up in the nine category, but it's a definite eight for me. I mean, the only reason I wouldn't go, like, as high as, like, a nine is because I think there are other Christmas films that are better than it. And I've probably given them a nine. So I'm gonna to have to judge it off that. So I, I'm, I'm thinking it's an eight. It's definitely eight. Wow. Okay. Okay. I didn't. I. Wow. Okay. I know you're quite critical as well. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a seven. I, I. It's kind of. I'm. I am a bit of a Grinch. I am a bit of a killjoy at heart, and it. It did do something for me. But Christmas films aren't my jam. It did very well to get me to where I am but uh, and if it was on it was it'd be on and I'll put it on but it, it, it's it's nothing like there's films that there's reasons that it doesn't go into my eights the reason it doesn't go into your nines is the reason it doesn't go my eights yeah and, but yeah that it was just it was a shock I didn't expect it to be that good and I think Kurt Russell is now going to become a lot of people's he is Santa my son now. now yeah like, as much as there's Christmas films out there that I prefer, like, you know, you're talking your Home Alones and stuff like that, but it doesn't really have a Santa in it, even though it's a Christmas film. This is, like, the Christmas film for me with a Santa in it, because he's just so cool, and he plays the fucking blues with sunglasses on. What, isn't your with Santa... Steve Van Zant. <laughs> isn't your Santa technically um, the one from Miracle on 34th Street? Well, the one that... It's Richard Attenborough, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's boss like, don't get me wrong, but he he's... doesn't sing blues in a fucking prison cell. Yeah, but he spurs no expense. <laughs> um, yeah, well, there we go. That filled us with Christmas joy. Oh, yeah. um, now, I'm going to put this very clearly in the description as well, so people can uh, know where to skip to. I debated whether to make this into two mini podcasts, but that's messy and I can't be asked. Um, so at this point now, in case you didn't know, and he's listening, uh, today the <laughs> Avengers Endgame trailer dropped as well. So, 
if you're just tuning in, if you've skipped the film and you haven't watched the Kurt Russell film yet, hello. We're now going to uh, the second. <laughs> Wait, you were saying hello to me again. No. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's it the last half an hour just happened. No, I mean, it, it, to be. To be fair to everyone, if you're listening, this is hard. Me and Gaz, I think this is the second time we've ever Skyped. This is still quite new to us, isn't it, really? I don't know how the time lasses do it so haphazardly and just uh, get about it. I, it is weird without you being here. I'm going to get pissed next time, mate. <laughs> Dead pissed. Right. Um... So yeah, what did you did you watch a trailer? Please tell me you watched a trailer. I have watched the trailer, JB. Right, okay. Did my homework. Which is a bit unusual for you. I, mm-hmm. I'm the one who forces you to watch trailers. We know you forced ca- me to watch this one, so stands true. Oh yeah, fair enough. Um, what do you think? You tell me first. Right, I'll be honest. It's a clever trailer. It's a perfect marketing trailer. It is going to get people to stop talking about Aquaman. It's going to get everyone talking about the next Marvel films in Infinity War and make people go, what does this mean? What's going to happen? But in actual fact, it said and did nothing. Exactly. That's exactly my thoughts on it. So why are people making such a big fucking deal about it? <laughs> right. Honestly, that's why I wanted you to go first, because I didn't want to just come off as a fucking Scrooge after that Christmas bonus. You've just heard me in a cheery mood. Now I'm pissed off. Right. What's the fucking point of it? I'm I'm not sure. They, they don't want to play all the cards. They certainly cannot till Captain Marvel comes out I I assume as well. Mm. Um but uh, by the way have you seen have you seen the roster for next year? So March is Captain Marvel. Yeah. May is Avengers and yeah. then July is the new Spider-Man. 8 right. weeks apart these are all films are going to be. 8 weeks apart. Yeah, 8 weeks between each film. Okay. That's I mean, mad. That's bad. Is it Obviously, you know I'm gonna go and watch it. I mean, this is the this is the thing. Like, I, obviously, I, you know me. I don't like trailers anyway. Usually, when they give too much away, and thankfully, this doesn't give anything away. But then I also think, well, what's the point then? I, 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 I think it did give a few things, but it's stuff that I and I'm quite happily. I've got you know smug mode activated. Um, I predicted about eighteen months ago. We'd, um, it shows uh, Hawkeye now as Ronan, who you might not know, but it's a right. character. It's a character who essentially Hawkeye decides to go rogue and he has to be anonymous. He doesn't want anyone to know he's work. It's Hawkeye. Mm. So he takes on this role of Ronan. However, we posted this about 18 months ago, maybe even longer on our Instagram, when a photo sh- showed up of him wearing these boots. It yeah. sounds mad, but I, I, I just posted, they're not Hawkeye's boots, they're Ronan's boots. He will be Ronan at some point. So I knew that was coming, and it'll be obvious why. I bet his family have disappeared. Yeah. They'll have gone, because he looked, like, fucking upset. Um, and the other bit is, it's showing almost like there being an importance to Ant-Man, which I totally called this about, I think, before, just before Infinity War came out, or just after, because in my head... I went over him and think about the lineup of films that have come out of mm. all these heroes. Why the fuck did they bring Ant Man out? Why on yeah. earth would you have bothered with Ant Man to be a big? And it's gonna be a total like 
twist. He will save the universe. We've been set up to think it's Captain Marvel. It's not. It's the guy. It's the guy who can travel through dimensions and time, and no one realizes this yet. I like. I get all that. Like, I, I'm more. You know, I'm completely happy on the Marvel bus. Don't get me wrong. I'm not jumping on the it Marvel because... bus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, get on the Marvel bus. Everyone. Right. Well, we are. We're all on a Marvel bus. We're enjoying what's, the the DC, what's DC's form of transportation? It's a fucking wheelbarrow. <laughs> with no fucking wheel. <laughs> Just clunking along fucking road. <sighs> oh, just it... The woman's fell out. So now it's completely <laughs> fucked. The DC ped. Little ped. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh... Um, so yeah, I, I get, I get why people are excited, but at the same time, I watched it and just went, huh. It's it very similar to the Star Wars trailer that came out for me. Do you remember when I, I think I was, I said about the same thing then. I was like, I don't understand why people make such a big deal of these like teaser trailers. And, um, then go and they analyze every little detail and they're like, ooh. And it's like, well, yeah, okay. Well, it's not revealed anything, has it? It's, it's okay. They've shown a few clips of like the people that were already alive, anyway. So you've not learned anything. So why you make? I don't understand why there's so much hype about them. Sometimes we all knew it was coming out anyway. It's not like it's just, you know, they've just suddenly dropped. Oh, fucking hell! I didn't know Avengers were coming out. Well, yeah, it's coming out. We knew that. So. And people are going to go and watch it regardless of the trailer. So I don't see why people make such a big deal of it. But that's, you know, maybe that's just me hating on trailers as usual. I mean, yeah, you're you're not the biggest fan of trailers, I would point out. I, as a fan of trailers and as a fan of these films as well, I did what was left feeling a little, it was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was happy they didn't give any more away yeah I, I i i mean have you heard it's going to be like a three hour long film yeah and that's fine you know i'm more than happily watch three hours of it if i don't know what's going on my, my biggest thing with trailers is when you do know something that's happened you know yeah. if you think back to and i know in today's day and age you're gonna find out if spider-man's in a film do you get what i mean and i i understand that but you think back to when that trailer came out and spider-man popped out of uh was it the Civil War one, yeah. when that happened. And you think, fucking hell, imagine that would have been a surprise in the cinema. Like, it, that would have been like a Luke, you are um, my son. I've just completely fucked that line. <laughs> <laughs> that famous Star Wars line, Luke, you are my son. Someone, someone please get Gauss to write a film to rewrite, <laughs> uh, rewrite classic lines. That's great, that, Robert. Luke. You are my son. I'm trying to think of what other famous lines. Oh, like the one out of is it the Godfather Part Two or Part whatever. He goes, It'd be just when I thought I was out, turns Me. out I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. He you pushed me away. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're an you're, you're an idiot. Um. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's it's I'm. I get why it's the. I I think it's a complete marketing thing. Do you thing think to, it's just literally to go DC? Fuck yes, we know your film's coming out. Is our film, and you know it's going to be fucking better than you. Yeah. Suck it. Yep, definitely, hundred percent. They've done that on purpose. Yeah. 
BC. There'll be so some we- cinemas. There'll be some cinemas which, um, depending on the licensing and how much are paid or whatever, that trailer might be shown before the DC, Aquaman. before Aquaman. Yeah. So it, it is. It's just it's very clever marketing. They've. I'm just happy they haven't just dropped a bomb and shown what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy with that. Like, I mean, obviously, the worst thing that could have happened is they bring out a trailer that reveals something fucking important. So, in that aspect of it, I am quite glad it was a bit of a nothing. But as I say, it's not necessarily that they've made a trailer that's a bit of a nothing. I just don't understand why people get so um, hyped up about a trailer that's literally got nothing in it. Like, I know. That's more it is. It's like obviously all over Facebook. It's like, whoa, look, it's a trailer, man, and it's like, yeah, okay. I mean, there's 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 some reviews I've seen like pop up. I've not watched them. I'm I want to watch these reviews because I don't know what there is to talk about. Every character is as we left it at the end of the film. Everyone they only say stuff that happened at the end of the film. It's not like they go, oh, Thanos killed fifty percent of all life on Earth, mm. but then follow up with, but we know where he is and he's weak. Yeah. Or something like that. It's it's literally just saying every, all the facts at the end of the last film. There was it, I, we garnered nothing from it. Oh, and they go uh, and the kind of uh, Captain America now knows Ant Man's alive, but we knew Ant Man was alive. Yeah. So, I, I, if anything, I just want to know how he got out of that quantum zone or whatever because he was it, where he was. But that's by the by. So yeah, no it, trailer. Uh, yeah, it happened. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, Endgame. It's called Endgame. Does that does that give you any response, or are you just kind of like that's a name? That, just that's a name, really. Yeah. I mean, does it mean anything in the comics to you? No. Um, I'm just thinking. It does sound like. It sounds like a shit film, but not a Marvel one. Um, it sounds like. Well, you know, like one of these like old Arnie films that was so yeah. terrible. It hurts. Arnold Schwarzenegger was Endgame. It is my Endgame. Or well, as you would have had the line, you know, I will come back very soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you will see me again. <laughs> um, I mean, Endgame is something in comics, but it's in. Funnily enough, it's in DC Comics. It was right. a really large arc between Joker and Batman, and at the end, technically, both Joker and Batman die. I bet so, you're fucking made up. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it is there is a large implication. Like, I know we were all prepping for people were going to die, and technically people died at the end of this last film. But we know people are going to come back. And the Yeah, people... but is it going to be a case of everyone comes back, or do you think it's going to be a case of just some of them come back? And I think that's going to be the, the key, really. Like, if it's just a case of, like, a proper, oh, we're just going to rewind time now, and everyone's all right again. I, I think that would be really fucking piss poor, to be honest. There's a rumor going round that it turns out that if because there is a rumor going round, time travel is going to be involved, but at some point, Tony's going to have to deal with the fact he's got to let his parents die as well, mm. and that's going to be like obviously freaking heartbreaking for him. He's going to have this opportunity to stop them, but he can't. Um, I think my prediction will be Captain America will die. Iron Man will die. Um, and maybe Thor will die. 
So like the three that have already had their three films, essentially. Yeah, I have. And that would make sense to me in a strange way, because I just think you know, realistically, these are characters now that yeah, okay, you could bring back an Iron Man in some capacity, but you know they've had their three films and it would get really stale if they continued on. I think you know this is what I think. If they did it well, they'll. Uh, they'll avoid that kind of X-Men trap of just hashing out the same shit all the time. Exactly. I don't don't think they want to go down that route. They've got plenty of other heroes. I think they're going to lead with Spider-Man and Captain Marvel as being the next big ones. And also, do you realise how hard it would be for a load of people like me to pronounce Thor 4? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Right. Um, A little bit of housekeeping, by the way. We did on the last one of these say we were going to come back and review Halloween, but we did not. Um, did I review it in my... Yes, Gaz, Gaz did review Halloween. If you go over to the talknerdy.uk, you can or just search on iTunes for Master of Movies. On episode two, he has done a review. The reason we didn't do it was because Jamie every time... on pumpkin juice. No, every time I went to like <laughs> look at the cinema to go, to go watch it... Um, it was honestly around here. It was only being shown at like half 10, 11 o'clock at night. Some some viewings were like quarter to 12. And this is when the cinema says it starts, which we all know is a lie. It's like half an hour after. And and then I'm in work the next day. And it, it's, it's, I think, was it two hours? Is it a two hour film? I don't know. But I mean, it you was. No, you went juice. to see it. It was the pumpkin juice, really. No, it was. <laughs> but. That's by the by. But there's a few films coming now. We've got Aquaman. um, We've got The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. Yeah, you are going to watch that, Gary. I know I'm going to watch it, but, like, obviously I wasn't bowled over by the first one. I thought it was okay. But I think, like, I mean, I'm going to have to watch it, aren't I? And then we'll discuss So the new Spider-Verse film as well. There's that one, which we're going to see on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. there is there is a few films coming out, and so we'll be doing this a lot more often. Um, I don't think we're going to do a talk proper talk nerdy podcast until the new year, because I think we're going to do so many of these, and then we're going to put all our energy and focus into the nerdies twenty eighteen. Do we call? Hooray! it? <laughs> Everyone's favorite. Do we call it the? That one was twenty seventeen, even though we do it at the very beginning of the new year. Wait. We. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I'm going to have to look at the poster. I'm pre- pretty certain, fairly certain, it's 2018, this one. If So, the Nerdy's 2018 in early 2019. We'll announce the date for that soon. We've got to reconvene with um, Chris, because Chris we've now would technically is a special guest. So, we've got to book him, as it were. Yeah, and, uh, and get <laughs> Frick. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've got, and um, we'll just go through all the best movie, the worst movie, the best trailer, the worst trailer, uh, all sorts like that. It's dev fun, and that's what we'll be leading towards in January. And then after that, I've got a whole bunch of ideas for other podcasts. And the first one is going to be quite a big one, which involves me probably having to buy another microphone because. We're going to have a full house here, Gary, with you. So that'll be an interesting one. Lovely. 
Um, is there anything you want to promote? I have talked about Master of Movies, but I think you've got another one coming soon. I have. I'm going to be recording it this weekend, and I alluded to it slightly earlier, but slightly. I've got a very, I've got a very special guest to present to you all. Mm. <laughs> it my is my feeling before just... we continue. Is, is this just going to be like Silence of the Lambs where you've pushed your dick between your legs and you just... <laughs> I just said it wasn't my penis, all right. <laughs> um, if, you, uh, if you could go over to talknerdy.uk, there's tons on there at the moment because it's December and it's Christmas and we have the time lasses. There's a lot of Doctor Who stuff. So if you're into Doctor Who, we've got um, a loaded podcast from the time lasses. They've been going over every episode, every week when it comes out. The final episode comes out on Sunday. So the final episode of the time lasses going over this series comes out. Um, they'll do a New Year's one, I imagine. And I've also reviewed and listed every Doctor Who Christmas special in a little blog as well, which I don't know if you took a moment to read, Gary, but what's your personal favourite Doctor Who Christmas special that you can think of off the top of your head? Oh, bloody hell. Um, was the, oh, Christ. I mean, I, re- I seem to remember the one being with, with like, Cybermen at one point. Was that at Christmas? And wasn't there, like, snow in London or something, and the Cybermen were, like, running around the streets? Oh, you're thinking of... Uh, you're thinking of Victorian London? The one where it's yeah. David Tennant, and he meets the guy who believes he's the next Doctor? Maybe. I don't, he, I don't remember, to be honest. You know yeah, what would help you remember, like, Gary? You know what? what? You know what would help you remember? At reading that blog you just... Reading did? that blog! And if you then go over... And if you want... They're all on BBC iPlayer at the moment as well, if you want to go and watch them to right, you know, kick your mind into gear. So, yeah, um, this has been a lovely little double review, and we'll do more of these soon. So, I've been Jay. I've been Gaz. And we've been talking nerdy. Got no sleep with reindeer. Low sack on my back. You're going to see me coming in a big black Cadillac.